Welcome to Take It or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast for parents. You can download this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play Music. Be sure to subscribe and give us a review with your thoughts about the show. Thank you, Rebecca Jansen, for telling us, thanks for fixing the light bulb in my closet. Her review reads, I can't even. I fell in love with you two a few months ago after reading Tiffany's book in one and a half days and craving more. I was hooked instantly. I'll never forget the day my husband agreed to listen to an episode with me while we were stuck in the car for a long trip, and he literally laughed out loud. I couldn't believe it. He even let me listen to another episode. And this is the same man who told me that listening to the sound of a woman talking on a reality show makes him want to deploy back to Iraq where bombs are exploding. And then today, while I was binging old episodes and cooking dinner, he walked in and overheard the, overheard the conversation you guys were having with Meredith's husband from back in the day on your Christmas episode when you talked about being a nagging wife and having to ask him to fix the toilet a million times. And then an actual miracle happened right before my eyes. He finally changed the burned out light bulb in our walk-in closet. I no longer have to use a flashlight on my cell phone to find my clothes to wear in the morning. So thank you for being you and for the joy you bring into my world. And thank you for fixing the light bulb in my closet. Wow. (laughs) That's an amazing review. That was a great review. I love I loved all of that. Uh, I'm your yeah. host, Meredith Masony. And I'm Tiffany Jenkins. This podcast will discuss all things marriage, motherhood, and everything in between. Please remember we're not professionals at anything you may actually need, so any advice we give you you can take or leave because it might be crap. On today's episode of Take It or Leave It, we're going to talk about grocery store etiquette during a pandemic. Uh, we're going to give you an update on Carol Baskin and and her dead husband. Uh, We're going to talk about what social distancing is like for parents of kids with autism and seven pieces of parenting advice that everybody could use right now. Okay. Today we have Jamie from California opening things up for us. Be sure to call us. Hi, this is Jamie from California and I have one (laughs) son. Let's open the show with the mom's jail moment. All here because we've all struggled as parents and anyone who says they haven't is obviously a lie bagger. So where can they call us, Tiffany, if they want to open up the show? They can call us at 315-834-2696 to get a chance to open things up for us. I apologize, everyone. I went to bed really early last night to try to get back my sleep schedule, like back on track. And I woke up super early today at six o'clock and I felt fine until about an hour after I was awake. And then I was ready to go back to bed again. Oh, did you? No. Okay. But I just, I feel like I look stoned. No. You look, okay. you actually look refreshed. Your hair oh. looks great. You, you. um It's a nice shirt you have on. Thanks. I slept in it. Okay. Well, it wor- you know, that, that looks good on you. So I agree. I think you look fantastic. So I wouldn't worry about that at all. Um, but okay. um, I feel like it's your turn. Yeah, probably for a mom fail moment. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you, Jamie, by the way, from California. Um, I would say that a mom fail moment was probably last night when I thought it would be a good fun time to dye Chloe's hair with crystal light. Mm. How'd that go? Um, I was thinking of you because I Mm. remember you did it to Sophia. I did. And um, I didn't know what I was doing. So I just at first dunked her hair into a glass of crystal light and no. sat it there for a while and then that's not what you're supposed to do no. 
And so I then just got dry crystal light and rubbed it on her hair. And that is not what you're supposed to do either because it came out rough. Uh, I had to wash her hair four times. Right. Yeah. You're supposed to boil water and then put the put the Kool-Aid or the crystal light in it. And then you sit their hair in that hot boiling crystal light water for 15, 20 minutes. Then you rinse it and that will dye their hair. Oh. It has to be hot. Yeah, and who can get a four-year-old to sit in hot boiling water for well, you, 20 minutes? Well, you're not going to put the hot boiling water on the child as much as just have like a ponytail of their hair and just sit them, tell them to sit still while you hold the ponytail into the cup. Because it's not okay. their whole head. It's just going to be like the ends or the whatever, yeah. right? Like we did Sophia's ends. Um, yeah. But I'm telling you, like we had to go and cut it out because it never, it never, it faded, but it never washed out. Of I Sophia's remember you hair. saying that too, and I still decided to do it. Right, except you just rubbed your kid with crystallite <laughs> powder. So <laughs> I was like, "Look, I don't know if you can tell, but my hands are still like <laughs> I washed them so many times." But I was like, "This is gonna stay for a long time. You're gonna look so good, girl." And then I realized, like, I messed up. Yeah. And- well, you could try it again. It just has to be. You know, you have to be. It has to be piping hot. I will never try it again. Mm. My house looks like a crime scene. Well. You know, I mean, that's okay. It's you tried to do something really fun. Yeah, <laughs> a for effort. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so All that's right. it. Well, thank you so much for sharing. I just, I wish I would have had a video of watching you just rub your daughter down with crystallite because that sounds <laughs> super interesting. Weird. But all right, well, let's get going today. Okay. Yes, let's get going. Today's trending parenting sorry. <laughs> Today's trending parenting news is brought to you by juggling the Jenkins. What type of bird should you never take to the bank? Um, <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> A robin. No, that's terrible. <laughs> I thought so that one was good. These are so bad. I thought that was cute. Yeah. You d- don't take a robin yep. into the bank. Because he's <laughs> going to rob you. It's so funny, Dave. So Tiffany's bonfire store will be hot, fresh, and ready um, coming up soon. So you guys just hang tight because she's going to be selling. Uh, it will be by the time this episode comes out. It will be by the time this episode is out. So there you go. So you're going to want to patronage Aj, Tiffany. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. So it's bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash juggling the Jenkins. Except like there's hyphen. Yep. Juggling hyphen the hyphen Jenkins. And we'll also put that on the um, transcript of it on the website. That's so sweet that you guys just like took it upon yourselves to find that and put that in here. I love that. You're a good friend. Thank you. Oh, well, thank you. All right. So in trending news... As a retail grocery associate, we never dreamt we'd be essential personnel. So the Truth Bomb Mom, which is another Facebook page you can follow, um, and her name is, hold on. Is that not Christina Kuzmich? Wasn't she called that for a little while? Um, I don't, this is Athelda, Athelda, E-T-H-E-L-D-A. I've had an email exchange going on with her, but if you look at... It's, yeah, Chris, Christina had that a while ago. Truth bomb is one word. This is truth oh, bomb is this two. This is truth oh. 
space bomb space mom and i okay. looked i looked her up on facebook i am now following her she's got a, a a great facebook page with all sorts of different information on there like uh crafting stuff and recipe stuff and kids and dealing with teenagers and just all sorts of stuff so she's um a grocery store associate and is now an ascent is is now essential personnel and so she wanted to give us some do's and don'ts for when you do have to venture out to the grocery store so she said prior to this pandemic we left the responsibility of essential personnel to be parents caregivers teachers nurses and doctors policemen firefighters now it's grocery store personnel as well so she and says Dunkin donuts and Dunkin' Donuts. And Employees. She's, Here are my two cents. Um, we are all grateful that we are able to work and proud that we can provide a service. We understand that grocery shopping helps us fill a legitimate need to provide for those we love and care for. We appreciate all of your thanks and well wishes. We want this to be over so that we can resume normal life. We want everyone to stay safe and healthy. So do respect the time set aside for elderly and or compromised persons. She says, quote, we see you. We know the people who are not elderly or potentially compromised don't come into the store at that time. Shop are they IDing people? I don't know, but I know that they do have times that are set like early in the morning just for these just for these people. She yeah. said, shop alone. This is not an event. This is not an outing. Do not bring your family with you. She said, have a mental list. Wear disposable gloves and mask if you have them. You should really get some. Get what you need and get out. Be considerate when purchasing items such as milk, toilet paper, or hand sanitizer. You don't need to hoard them. Be considerate of personal space, i.e. social distancing. Please follow the six-foot rule. Use your words like, excuse me, they will go a long way. <laughs> Be understanding that retail personnel is often just the messenger. They most likely have little or no control over the product availability. So don't be screaming at somebody because they don't have the waffles you like. <clears throat> Not going to get here any faster. Be more aware about touching your hair, your face, or your clothing. Because once you're picking up products, somebody else has already touched that product. Don't go touching yourself. Well, you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> Remember, we are the associates and we have families too. Be kind and considerate. Be the consumer you are hoping everyone else is and get educated about the virus to be a part of the solution and not the problem. Don't. Okay. okay are you ready for the don'ts? Uh, yes. Don't bring your entire posse with you. This is not a social gathering. So the opposite of what to do. Right. Don't bring in your non-essential service animal. We see you. You just bring in a parakeet for yeah. no reason. Right. Don't do that. <laughs> okay. Don't talk or talk to us or touch us. Seriously. What? I am not touching my family right now. I certainly don't want to touch you. Don't talk to us. Well, I think within the side of the six foot rule, like close talkers, people that get up next to you, you know, yeah. I don't yeah. think she's saying not to ask questions, but respectful of the six foot social distancing. Do not hover over us while we are stocking. We will move so you can get your product. Don't bitch about what we're out of stock of. We can't control that either. Do not bring in your own coffee cup or beverage cup. This thing lives in the air. 
don't ask us to look in the back because you don't because you think we're hiding product. We are not. Um, do not. Uh, and and I'm not I'm not going to say the word, but you're going to know what it is. Do not touch every single ducking item. If you touch it, consider it yours. Do not wear your winter work dishwashing gloves they, and then take them back to your house. That doesn't make any sense. You'll have to sanitize everything before you bring it back inside. Use disposable. Don't use a public bathroom unless you really have to. Do not shop every day. Again, we see you in here and we're judging you. We're seriously judging you. Do not steal the sanitizing wipes at the front of the store that are used to wipe down the carts. You're a real douchebag if you do this. <laughs> I've, people are stealing the wipes that they give for the... That's terrible. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. So when I, I had to go, it was about three and a half weeks ago. I thought that what they should do is make all of the aisles one way. Yeah. Mm. Because if you're going up and down the aisle, there's no way to keep your distance. But if you're going one direction, and if you miss something, sorry, you got to go back around. Forever, though. I think it should be like that all the time in every store ever. One-way aisles? Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea, too. Because why do you always have to have that log jam? Yeah. If somebody's posing, I mean, pausing to check out an item you could just skirt around them whereas if somebody's coming this way you gotta wait oh excuse me excuse me oh, oh, oh excuse, can i just get sneak by you blah, blah, blah. you know awkward <laughs> that's how you say it blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm just gonna sneak right past yeah uh -huh. and it's like a, a traffic jam i love that idea go ahead yeah. sorry dave yeah that is a good idea and then the last two she said is don't you bring in your reusable bags at this time that's not smart because how are you going to clean them when you get them home right now and also, pretty, pretty please, um, throw your masks and your um, gloves and your wipes in the trash. Don't leave them in the cart after you're done shopping for us to throw them away for you. Because people, I guess, are taking off like disposable gloves and throwing them in the cart and then leaving the cart in the parking lot with trash I went in it. To the store for the first time, second time yesterday since this whole thing started. I've only been twice. And my husband was dropping me off at the front door, and I was like, I'm scared, dude. Like, I am terrified. I didn't know what to expect. I haven't been out in the real world at all. And I, I didn't have a mask. And so, like, I hopped out of the truck and then put my shirt over my face. And I'm like, no, somebody's going to I'm going to look like those idiots who think they're doing something when they're not. And so I just walked in. But I was like afraid to even look at people. And I was like walking so fast. And this one lady was coming at me like this. And I wanted to just dive into the aisle away. Like, I didn't know how it was very weird being amongst people. And I was like, I don't like this. I just want to I just. It's it unnerving. Very, yeah, it was very much like the Hunger Games to me. It, it like, was. It, it, yeah, that's a good way to put it. it. It was, when I was there, it was, I noticed a lot of people weren't paying attention, whether intentionally or not, but I was reaching for an item and people came over the top of me to try to reach for something else. It's like, uh, I'll be out of here in about two seconds. Yeah. You know? and, and it didn't matter. No, no, they weren't bothered by it. I was. Well, I think that's crazy. I think but this is helpful. I, I think a, she made some good points. I can't go back in the store now because I feel like they're going to be judging me 
based on this article. I feel like they're all going to be secretly watching me, waiting for me to mess up. No, I think you just being being respectful and mindful of the fact that we're all trying to social distance in a world where grocery shopping is hard to do that, right? Yeah. So it's just, it's tough. So I think these were good tips for do's and don'ts. Yeah, um, these people are like risking the health of themselves and their family. So I understand the hint of animosity. Yeah, it, it it's uh, so I think it's great that if you went when if and when you go into the store um, and like we have we have painting masks. They're not like the N95s or whatever that you need that are like the medical grade ones that can keep you safe. But we have painting masks that you can put on, which is better than nothing. So if if we had to venture out and see people for whatever reason, and we haven't yet, um, you can use, you know, if you have something like that, use that. I love how, I love how when the, when the CDC was like, if you don't have a mask, wear a bandana. I was like, how many people have bandanas? I don't have no damn ba- bandanas. <laughs> You got bandanas Gang. at your house? Gang members. Okay. But I'm but seriously, like how many bandanas do you own? Probably one or two. Yeah, I don't own a bandana. Like I am not It's not nineteen seventy. Well, I just it's not a thing that I'm like, you know what I ha- I don't have in my um my closet? set of bandanas you know like i didn't i don't have that so when they were like just grab your bandanas and use those i'm like how many people on this planet just have bandanas hanging around and why like i just i don't know maybe they were in a a a running of grease oh my gosh i just i just think i just think that it's not something that i would normally have so when they just threw it out there so nonchalant like just get your bandanas like we were all supposed to be issued one like years ago it's like when did we where was i when i missed the bandana call like i didn't get it i did not get it did Um, you see the video of the comedian talk she played both characters herself from four months in the future no but i heard about it and i haven't seen it yet is it great it's so good i saw it on huffington post or something but i didn't click in to uh, watch it yet but i'll have to go watch it it's hard for me to think things are actually funny and it was very funny. Well, good. Good, good, good. I'll watch that. All right. So let's, um, where are we? You have Move a Tiger King, Tiger King update, don't we? We do have a Tiger King update. <laughs> Meredith and I are like asleep. We're like, no, I, uh, I'm trying to figure thing. out what I see it now. Okay. I figured it out. <laughs> okay. So we do have a Tiger King update. So Florida sheriffs have become extremely suspicious of Carol Baskin in the disappearance of her second husband, Don Lewis. Um, The Florida sheriff, whose territory includes Carol Baskin's exotic animal sanctuary, Big Cat Rescue, um, stated that they are suspicious that she may have been involved in the disappearance of her second husband, Don Lewis, who vanished 23 years ago. The Hillsborough County Sheriff, um, Chad Cronister said that um, he is not yet ready to say that Baskin is a person of interest, but that they are looking into it. The Baskins have used their website to strongly deny allegations made in the Netflix Tiger King docuseries um, by, uh, about, <clears throat> about the anti-hero Joe Exotic uh, that Carol states that she did not feed her husband to their big cats. Um, as viewers of the series will know, Exotic is in prison serving 22 years for plotting the murder of Carol Baskin, 
Cronister said, I'm extremely suspicious, but not just of her, of this whole circle that she has. I don't want to allude to the fact or insinuate that she's a person of interest, but we are focusing on and opening up this cold case. Okay. Oh, wait, but this last part before you say that, and this I didn't even think of, but this has to be true. I mean, I've not murdered anybody, but it says there's normally not one person that commits a homicide. It's usually at least a couple of people because something like this has to be planned out and you usually need help. And I never really thought about that. Like if you're going to plan to kill somebody, you pro- you you probably need help. No. Why not? Just disposing then of the it's body. it's not a very good plan. Disposing the body, cleaning up. It's got to yeah, cause a mess. You got to do it by yourself if you're trying not to get caught. Okay. And she did have help. Yeah. The tigers. She had the tigers. But I also think that she probably people that people that worked at that sanctuary probably helped her out too. I bet that I bet this sheriff is right. Listen, can you imagine doing a documentary thinking that it's going to expose the douchebag who you've been at odds with for years and in turn it makes you like enemy number one constantly being accused of being murder like a murderer like i can't imagine this poor lady set out with one thing in mind for this documentary and now every single person in america knows her name and is accusing her of these horrendous crimes that have not been proven and it's just like so crazy to me i so i think i said it last time i yeah. felt bad yeah I, yeah i agree too and if she didn't do it then it completely sucks but it definitely leads to some like where the hell did this guy go you want some more questions Mm. there's something floating around out there that jeff lowe is actually her first ex-husband yeah they have pictures of them where they where they kind of look alike and that he was planted there to get joe exotic i i saw the pictures it does look like him I can see there isn't really. Well, it's kind of easy to figure out. Don't you just go back and find the first husband? That's why I'm waiting for that guy to come out and be like, hey, FYI, it's not me. Yeah. But he, he has it. But that's what I'm saying is like, can't we just find Jeff? Uh, what's his name? Not Jeff Lowe. What's the first yeah, husband's that's name? Oh. oh, I don't know. Well, that's what I'm saying. Can't we just figure out who Carol Baskin's first husband was? Imagine, though, like going from being married to Carol Baskin and then having like nine wives and hot nannies. Like that's a big, (laughs) like what did he do in his life that allowed him to kind of become such a pimp? Uh, I don't know, but he was. He may have been a pimp from the beginning. Could have been. True that. Could have been. We don't know anything about this. Yeah. Caitlin in the in the comments said Jeff Lowe is so gross. He is the real villain in the in the Tiger King docu series. He is he is a the whole thing just made my head spin because I kept saying this can't be real, this can't be real, and yet there it was, and these people were doing this stuff, and it was completely real. And it's like, oh, now is this a hundred percent sensationalized? Yes, which is why in reality, do we know for a fact Carol Baskin killed her husband? No. But they definitely made some arguments in this docu-series like, where'd this dude go? He was going to divorce her and then all of a sudden he had a restraining order against her and was going to divorce her. And now all of a sudden he's just 
whoopsie daisies, he's gone. At least, yeah, at least take another peek at it for sure. Right. It's there's just only, weird. There's only been two other shows in the history of the world that have made me feel the way that this show made me feel. And the first one was Making a Murderer. Yeah. Um, The second one, I should say, because the first one was years and years and years ago. And I remember I was on drugs at the time I was watching it. And I was like, <laughs> I can't believe this is real. Have you ever seen... I think it's called The Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. No. Meredith, you got to watch it. Oh, The Wonderful you, Whites? I think that's what it's called. Okay, I'll Google it. It reminds me very much of Tiger King. Okay. All right, I'll watch it. Yeah. Her her first husband's name was Michael Murdoch. Oh. Sounds fake. It does. And there's there's a theory out there that he's also missing. <gasps> That's why he hasn't come forward. <gasps> How much sardine oil does this lady have? She didn't oh have cats gosh. the first time. Right. Yeah. So she had to. Oh, God. Now we're pinning two murders on Carol Baskin. <laughs> <laughs> Where is he? I don't. Pa- I don't know. Carol's paying him hush money. Maybe she's got plenty of it. That's crazy. All right. So parenting. That's how bored we are as a society. We're so bored that we're like trying to be amateur sleuths and like solve murders from our living room. I mean, they'll never be able to pick a jury if they go to trial because who doesn't know? Who doesn't know? Right. They're all going to show up with their Carol did it. Convince me. Convince me she didn't. Uh, That's true. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's the other thing, too. The clause in the insurance where it says if he goes missing, she gets everything. Like, who has a clause in their insurance where it's like, if I go missing. Disappearance. And I disappear. Carol Baskin gets everything. I guarantee you, Dave, there is no policy where it says if I go missing, you get everything. Just saying. (laughs) You're going to have to wait till they declare me dead. Okay. And then she's going to come back and haunt that ass. I want to hear about your shirts. Okay, so Parenting Crap is brought to you by Meredith Masony. Um, we are launching a new line of official snark tees at www.bonfire.com forward slash store forward slash Meredith Masony. And we are putting them out in time for Mother's Day. So any of the t-shirts that you um, scoop up uh, starting on Sunday when this goes live, they will get there in time for Mother's Day. But I have created an entire line of snarky... Um, things mom say t-shirts so they're they're really fun it's basically like a 1950s housewife mom character and saying the things that come out of my mouth so it's um, very ironic very snarky uh, very retro but I just loved working working on getting these together so I'm excited to get them out on Sunday and you guys can see them. And we also did them in tons of different colors this time instead of just the gray like I like. And we also are doing, we are adding tank tops because everybody has been asking about tank tops. So we are adding tank tops as well. Love that. Okay. So what social distancing is like for parents of kids on the spectrum? Uh, I've had a lot of people message and email me asking about this. So I thought it would be important 
uh, important to kind of put it in because I've talked about this already in the past couple of episodes since we've been on lockdown. The hardest kid in my house right now is Brian, who is on the spectrum because he's just struggling with the with the inability to um, self-regulate. So it says coronavirus and social isolation have upended daily life for families of children on the spectrum who thrive on routine. Catherine Pearson stated that millions of children in the U.S. and around the world are suddenly home from school and largely stuck inside because of the pandemic, which has thrust countless families into new and stressful schedules. For parents of the roughly 1 in 54 children in the U.S. have been diagnosed with autism, school closures and stay-at-home orders have brought with them a unique set of challenges. They're helping kids who so often thrive on routine um, and adjust to a new day-to-day that is changing minute by minute. And in addition to overseeing remote learning, many caregivers are also also making sense of what it looks like for their children to receive certain therapies and services remotely. We have never experienced anything like this, Dr. Malia Beckwith, um, Chief of Development and Behavioral Pediatrics at the Children's Hospital in New Jersey, said, uh, it really is unprecedented and it's definitely a challenge for parents. Children on the spectrum spectrum tend to thrive on routine, structure, and social practice, Beckwith said, which makes this time extremely challenging for those kids and parents who in many ways have to act now as teacher, therapist, and mom and dad. But she hopes that this um, can be a source of comfort. So she says, um, if your child is saying things like, um, can we go back to school tomorrow? Um all the things that are happening in my, like if your kids are saying these things who are on the spectrums, can we go back to school tomorrow? Well, no, we can't go back to school tomorrow, but we're going to go back soon. And when we say that as parents, they don't understand how to interpret the word soon. So saying it to my 14 year old where it's like, it's, you know, soon is, is kind of like, okay, mom, like soon. All right. He, he knows that we're talking about potentially a month, two months, maybe not till next school year. When I say soon to Brian, he's like, okay, well, it's been three minutes. Is soon now? And it's like, well, no, soon is not now. Um, it might be a month. Well, how long is a month? Well, when is it, when is the month going to be done? Like when can we do – and it's very hard. Like even right before when we were working on getting the podcast together this morning, Brian opened the door and what was he asking me? What did he say? Uh, about what, what time we're, we're mm. going to drive around today just to drive. So we told the kids we'd take them for a car ride today just to get out of the house and look at something other than our four walls. We're not going yes. anywhere in particular. We're not getting out of the car. We just said we would drive for an hour. Yeah. And so he came out and he said, well, I'm done with my I ready math. When are we going on the drive? And I said, not right now. We're working on the podcast. Well, when? Not right now. I need you to go work on your reading. Well, when? Not right now. I need, you know, and it's like he needs to know when things are going to happen. And when you don't give him a step by step by step, it just throws him into a tizzy. And we're trying to deal with all of these things. So for for parents of kids on the spectrum, every day can be so exhausting because they can't get out of this these loops that they've created where schedule helps those loops and we don't have schedule anymore. So school um, online schooling gives him something something of a schedule because he knows he has to complete his iReady reading, his iReady math, his USA test prep and his science stuff and whatever. And then once he has, I don't know, it's whatever they assign, but he has, you know, a a schedule 
and he follows his schedule and he understands his schedule. But once that's done, the rest of the day is like the wild, wild west. And it's like a friggin' throwdown and it's exhausting. Um, Did I just hear a cat? No, somebody it's, opened the door. Someone's trying to sneakily open the door. Yeah, that was, I think, I bet it was Brian on the other I'm side of this door. Say. I bet it's Brian. Um, so, you know, they, they, they want, the whole point of this article and why I brought this in is they want these, um, like, actual therapists, doctors, you know, people with all of this knowledge want you to know that they, we understand that it's like our whole village just stopped because when you have a kid who has different needs, you rely a lot on the teachers. You rely a lot on the grandparents. You rely a lot on neighbors. You rely a lot on family members. You you rely a lot on therapists. And now they're all gone. Like right now, all of those people are gone. Luckily, our therapist is still doing online sessions, which virtual. we've talked about virtual. So that's good because we still use them every Monday. Um, but you can't, you really probably, you can't do occupational therapy right now. You can't, if your kid is in occupational or behavioral therapy where they have to sit in a room with that kid, you can't do that right now. And that's stressful because we used to do that once a week as well. We used to do behavioral and occupational therapy when he was around four and five. You know, when he was in leg braces, we had to have him working with somebody once a week on that, you know, so it's like, depending on where your kid is, either if on the autism spectrum or whatever needs they have, it really does feel like your entire village has stopped and it's okay to feel frustrated and sad about that, but there's light at the end of the tunnel. We will, we will get through this, but parts of it are just going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. And it's okay to feel that and be in that and know that some days you're just going to be, it's going to be a, a friggin' dumpster fire. The the part that I keep having trouble with is remembering that they're also having a hard time. Right. Right? Because you, you, you get wrapped up in you're struggling to get this, that, or the other done, and you're struggling to get their routine together and, and everything's hard and you forget that they're struggling in the middle of it. Yeah. So. so this next this next article that I found will help because it I don't think it matters if your kid is on the spectrum or not. Uh, I found parenting tips for going through the situation that we have at hand. Yeah. Okay. So we're moving on to love and marriage? Yeah. Okay. That was a smooth segue. You got you guys are on fire today, by the way. <laughs> so I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Don't we usually wrap it up and then say, "Okay, time for love." Yeah, well, but I felt like they went kind of hand in hand. So yeah, I felt same. like it's cool. So go ahead. So okay, sorry for making it weird. Staying home, as essential as it is right now, is no easy feat. This is true, especially for parents who are now likely juggling Mm -hmm. even more in their households. HuffPost parents turn to parenting experts. Parenting experts? Who are these people? Yeah. To get the tried and true tips they give parents and find out how you can apply them to everyone with whom you're self-isolating. Children or, more importantly, otherwise. Wink, wink. Uh As As Dr. Alexandra Hamlet of the Child Mind Institute told HuffPost, these are all life skills, not just Corona skills. These are all things that really promote mental healthiness overall and make us more effective. 
here are the basic parenting rules that you can and should be extending in your home now and later on. All right. So the first one is setting boundaries. The biggest advice I give folks right now is to establish healthy boundaries with people you live with. Now more than ever, it's important to set boundaries around space and time. During this time of social distancing, our homes have now become multi-purpose spaces, spaces that function as work, school, places of worship, the gym, true that, and lines get blurred. So it's important to have clear boundaries. I don't know that that's possible. Well, and I was just going to say, which is very hard because like I work out twice a day. I work Same. out <laughs> I work out once in the morning for about 20 or 30 minutes and then I work out again with my son at four o'clock. And when I go into the gym, the home gym, which is the kids' playroom, sorry, that's where the TV is, and I have to play my little DVD or whatever, I tell them you're not allowed to be in here at this time. I'm trying to set the boundary. They don't respect that. They just come in anyway. And then you're just screaming while you're grunting and doing leg lifts and it becomes, it's exhausting. So, and, and I don't know what you're doing, but you're doing, but whatever you're doing, you, I'm sure you have an example where you try to set a boundary and the kids just ignore the F out of it. Yeah. Work it, work it out, man. It's (laughs) like, I want to, but they just keep coming out there. So I'm like, Oh, I guess I'll start tomorrow. We, um, we, we told them not to interrupt unless there was an emergency, you know, like the house was on fire. So when they come in now, they're very dramatic, like like something <laughs> to, something fantastic happened, right? So they're they're over the top now. That's so funny. Everything is crossing a boundary. And also, I'm not a great enforcer of boundaries. You know what I mean? I'm like, stay up in your room. Give me some space, please. But mommy, I want a hug. And I'm like, son get over here i love you that's fine come on in like well last week chloe came in the office for the bunny oh my gosh yeah and it's like did. the door shut what's the rule when the door is shut and it's like that i can do whatever the f i want and it's like okay yeah. <laughs> sure but that's every kid so i yeah. understand why parents get so frustrated because the parenting advice is ex the expert's advice is to set boundaries and yet we all try to set them and these kids walk all over them i yeah. think it's very very much dependent on the age like yeah. if the kids are grown up and out of the house they're probably really great at boundaries but <laughs> not as coming as in there, <laughs> as long as they're living there it's not you can't do it yeah i like that the next one says grant space people in a closed environment don't grow more close physiologically they actually grow further apart so when we're on top of everyone we need to make sure to give people enough space um so let the kid cry or be upset. Let grown-ups do the same thing. Don't expect forced family fun from everyone. I actually like this one and I agree. Because um if the kid is not hurt and they're just crying, I mean not like an emotional cry, but you know what I mean like they're pissy, they're whining or whatever, whine it out. Like it's not my problem, kid. Like figure it out. Go whine in your room. Go cry in your room. Like Take that space. You obviously need it. Brian has to take a nap every day. He whines about it, but I make him take a nap every day because the kid is a bear. And if he doesn't have his little nappy nap, he is wretched in the afternoon. So it's like, look, you don't, you know, you don't have to sleep, but you're going to go lay in your bed. You can cry the whole time. I'm not letting you out until the, uh, the nap time-o-meter is done. But seriously, you know? 
I don't, I don't, and it is hard. This one is hard too, but I, I definitely see granting people space. I'm bad with that though. Cause I'm always the one who's walking around going, are you okay? Is everything okay? Are you okay? Is everything okay? Yeah. I don't know. I love giving everybody space. Get out of my face. Like go. What do you mean? Like, that's not a problem for me really. I feel like sometimes if, there's too much space. I'm like, what is everybody doing? Why is it so quiet? You know, well, what I that's mean? usually but, dangerous. Yeah. But yeah. for the most part, space and I just, I feel so fortunate in that we purchased our first home prior to this happening because if it was at our other house, I feel like people would have been thrown out a window by now. Right. Well, that's, I was, I was thinking about that, that you got in just in the nick of time. Yeah, to not, and not be stressed out about like like fully moved in. I mean, yeah. outside of those boxes that still haven't been packed in your office Don't, that I can see behind. Can you just <laughs> mind your business first of all? I, okay, do we know what all the switches do yet? Uh, I'm getting there, Dave. All right, poor Tiffany. Um, practice mindfulness. Proud of, proud of practice mindfulness because I thought this one seemed very hippy dippy. I think you'd like this one. Practice deep breathing together with your kids and meditate with them so that they can find their center and find their calm. Do you guys meditate together? Mm -mm, But they do it at school. Oh yeah. Yeah. They do like a little yoga in the morning and um, it was so cute the other day, Chloe gets like really worked up. So I'm like, Hey, breathe. And she goes, like she knew what to do and it was the cutest thing I've ever seen. So but we don't like sit around in a circle and no. burn sage you together. I yeah. do that alone without them. Right. They ruin, ruin my chi. I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Yeah. Deep breathing is a huge practice is huge and practicing what is called radical acceptance, which is a skill that basically teaches us that we're all in a situation right now that we don't have power over um, and that we can't change is a great way to feel less burdened. Which is, I think, what Dave was saying the other day to me. Um, he was feeling the <laughs> heaviness of this situation right now, and he, I, 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 I didn't ask you if it was okay to talk about this, but um, you called Too it. Too late. De- you called it decision fatigue. Dave's like, I have decision fatigue about life right now because everything is so uncertain, and every decision that comes our way, I feel like, is like a damn life and death decision because everybody is a panic right now, which is making me panic. And yep. that was hard for me to hear because he's the logical normal one. Right. So if he's telling me that he feels panic, I'm like, oh, my pits are sweating. Like yeah. that makes me nervous because I need him to be the one who is grounded and logical. And I'm like, I like Ooh. That he was able to talk to you about that, though. I find, I don't know if it's the same for you, but do you find yourself then in those situations stepping up automatically to be the strong one by chance? I doubt I was. No, I probably okay. was not. And I actually that- wasn't a great listener in that instance. And he had to like sit me down and be like, I don't think you're hearing me. Mm. And then I was like, oh, he's serious. And so then I listened, but I wasn't listening the first time because I was just too self-absorbed in that moment with what I was doing and thinking about myself. And then when I listened, I was like, oh, shit. 
Like, that's heavy. Like, you're not allowed to be that heavy. Like, you are the one who's supposed to always be the logical strong one that makes these decisions. And the poor guy has just – he's got decision fatigue, which I think a lot of us have decision fatigue. Legit. It that sounds like a real thing. Yeah. <laughs> it I, I actually is. took I actually took two days and did nothing but sit on the chair and watch TV. Yeah. Good Dave. It Good. weirded me out though, because I was like, Are you gonna move? Are you gonna do anything? And he's like <laughs> and I, then he I didn't would, work out. It didn't he do would anything. Get, he got I, really grumpy and he, and then he would be like, mm, get me some frosted flakes and I'm going, Oh god, this is bad. He's asking for <laughs> frosted flakes, he's still on the couch, the guy's not moved, and it weirded me out. It weirded me out, but I think that 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 was his way of practicing his own mindfulness. That was his meditation, and yeah. that's what he needed to do. Um, Good for you, Dave. Adjust your expectations, which is something I've said from the beginning, and I agree with with this because we can't expect things to be normal because they're not. So we can't expect life to function the way it normally would. So. <sighs> I mean, I like to go through life in general with no expectations. Okay. <laughs> it sounds bad. I got really quiet. <laughs> but seriously, because I, then you're not disappointed. You know what I mean? I don't expect anybody else to behave a certain way. I don't expect things to happen the way that I want them to, because it just leads to disappointment. And in recovery, there's like a saying, um, expectations are predetermined resentments and it's super true for me mm, like mm, i like that say that one more time expectations are predetermined resentments mm, that is powerful i think you just have to learn to temper them right your yeah. expectations temper your expectations and figure out what it is that you actually you know what 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 you want or what you need because those are always two totally different things, what you want and what you need. Um, you know, you've shared a lot of, you, you've shared several things from, from recovery. And every time they're more life skills than just recovery, right? I oh, mean, yeah. They're, they're, they're terrific. Yeah, I've always said that I feel like because I went through what I went through, I came out a better person than I would have been otherwise because of all of the things that I've learned along the way, because when you're addicted to something, you have to literally retrain your brain how to function in society like normal people do. And so it's like taking a course in life, you know, led by people who've been to hell and back. And I, I've learned so much. Yeah. You're, you really are very, very wise for your young age. I mean, Thank I, you. I know I'm old, but you know, you're it very, means a lot coming from a an old person. wise old owl like you. Yeah, no, but I mean that from the bottom of my cold dead heart. Like you are, <laughs> you always have a great perspective, a different perspective, a great perspective on how you look at things and kind of dissect them. So, thanks, appreciate that. Um, so yeah, so expectations suck it. That's <laughs> I did. I saw somebody wrote something about um. And I think, I think we touched on this last week. I don't remember, but it was like, now is not the time to start a new hobby, learn a new language or start a nonprofit from your perfect home office. Now is the time to just breathe because things are not normal. Uh, and I like that because a lot of the social media stuff is like, well, now you have all this time. You should be reorganizing your closet and re mm -hmm. reorganizing your life and re whatever. And it's like, well, maybe not. 
Maybe I'm yeah. not going to do that. Maybe I'm just going to survive right now because that's all that I can do because my brain is so overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. And and it- for me, working out is one way to lower my anxiety. So it's been good that I've had some time to do that, but I don't, you, you know what I mean? Like it's how I cope. That's one of my coping things because I feel like, oh, I have control over this. Mm-hmm. Let me go do it. And it makes, makes me sense. feel better. But it could be anything. Whatever your thing is that kind of gets rid of your anxiety, do that. Oh, were you making a eating symbol? Yeah. It was okay. It, it also looked like lighting a bowl, but I was actually eating a bowl of cereal. <laughs> a bowl of cereal. What's your favorite cereal? Oh, God. Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Honey Bunches of Oats with almond. Oh, I love Honey Bunches of Oats. I had Lucky Charms for breakfast today. I had Lucky Charms at two in the morning. Every did night. you have you ever bought the Just Marshmallow Lucky no. Charms? No. The, they ran those last year, I think, after St. Patrick's Day. It was literally just a bag of Lucky Charms marshmallows. Yeah, that's great for like kids and people who aren't pre-diabetic. But I <laughs> love the oats that come along with it. Do you? You want the oats too? Mm-hmm. I agree. I like an oat here and there. Um, but I, but I definitely, cool. but I definitely like Lucky Charms. Same. Um, yeah, those are well, great. Cereals. They're made from frosted, um, and baked oats. Well, there you go. All right. And then the last couple are things that we've talked about before creating a routine, which obviously yeah, skip it, skip it. I don't want to talk about it, <laughs> which we've talked about a couple of times where every expert is recommending we create a routine and Tiffany just wants to go against that. Um, <laughs> be kind. I need to be better about that, about being kind. <laughs> Just being honest here. In general. In general, pre-pandemic, post-pandemic, current yeah. pandemic, I need to be better about being kind. My husband and I had a knockdown, drag-out fight yesterday, which we bicker back and forth every day. But yesterday, I got to that screaming po- point where, mm. like, the windows shook, and it was bad. It was bad. I would love to hear it. I was not kind. He was not kind. The dog looked confused. It was just <laughs> quite the situation. Um, but then we kind of, we, we got back to the. Oh, gosh. What? Don't say it. What? A nice what place? You... Yeah. Never mind. I thought you were going to say something dirty. No, we didn't have sex after it. Well, that's surprising because that's all you guys do ever. Well, we had sex before the fight. It didn't cause the fight, but maybe it did. I don't know. (laughs) Just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, Validate and and be specific, especially right now. If there's something that you want, ask for it. Or if it's something that you need, state exactly what it is. Um, don't praise a kid for who they are, but what they do. Most parents wouldn't say you're a terrible child to their kid. They'd say, um, I told you not to throw the ball and you broke the vase. Focus on the task that at hand and not the person. We can tend to be overly critical when we are stressed. So when your kids are acting up, you know, don't shout, you're an asshole, Although they might be. Um, <laughs> <Whoops>. <laughs> you might want to shout, you're an asshole for breaking that vase, not in general. Wait, a minute. wait, 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 wait. I've tried this before. What? Talking with you, I'm, I, I don't call you a name. I say you're acting like you are a name, and it doesn't work. 
you still get mad. You can't tell yeah. me that I'm acting like a bitch and think that that's going to fly. I didn't call you <laughs> that nasty word. <laughs> I said you're acting like one of those would act. And, well, I think it's same goes for kids, though. Like, my son is always like, Mommy, I don't get dessert because I was a bad boy today. And I'm like, no, nah, man, you weren't a bad boy. You were just making bad choices. Right. That's all. Try better. You know, try again t tomorrow or whatever. But I make sure that he know he knows that, you know. That's important because we do the same. So important. We do the same with Brian because he will say that. He will say the exact same thing. He'll be like, I was, um, I'm, I, I'm bad. I'm bad. And it's like, no, you're not bad. You made a bad choice. And yeah. and we don't want you to make that choice again. So this is what, you know, and actually what he's doing now, and I don't know, did Kim tell you to do this with the journal? Mm -hmm. So when he gets in trouble now, I'm pretty sure it was for punching and kicking his sister in the pool the other day. Um, he was uh, escorted out of the pool and then he had to go and write in his journal what he did wrong and why it was wrong and how he felt. So Kim has him Kim has him writing all of those things down and then he has to come out and he has to read us the journal entry. Nice. And then we have to talk about you know was you know this was this was not a win this was a fail in the situation that our actions failed us how could we how could we have been better? Right. So, like so that was good. But yes, <laughs> semantics. They're saying Haley's like those are semantics, Dave. <laughs> 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 but yeah, so I think it's. I think a lot of these were good. You know, like it said, validate and be specific. Um, be kind. Be mindful. Um, all things that we should be doing outside of this time, right? Uh, adjust expectations, create routine. Once again, Tiffany, we've talked about it. I know you just makes you want to vomit. Um, but I think it's, you know, I wish it didn't. <laughs> I do. I wish I liked routine. I wish I liked working out. I wish I was a better human. I You're do. a great I human. I was. You uh, are. I, wish, a I had human. a different personality type. I mean. No, like then I, you wouldn't be like... you and all the wonderful things that make you, you. Oh, just like okay. how anal retentive I am makes me, <laughs> makes me, me, but That's you true. are exactly who you're supposed to be. Thanks. So don't, that don't, makes me feel better. don't wish that, well, you know, just do, you know, you have to do you and otherwise, you know. I, I just saw You're doing somebody else. I, well, I, I just I'm going to end, end my part with this. Kaylin just mentioned that her her uh, six year old named his imaginary friend Tiffany. Oh, talks about you so much. Is I it Caleb that. Stone? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm honored. That is so funny. I love it. Oh, my gosh. Casey Stab says, Kaylee, I have a poster size pic of us together at the walk on at the on my wall. I totally get it. So you must have met her too, and she blew up a big picture. Casey Stab. Yeah. 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 That's super cool. See? So um, what I'm saying is you gotta be exactly who you are because that's uh -huh. the, that's what these people want. They I have want a picture you. of you right next to me on my nightstand. I knew it. That makes so much sense. <laughs> it does make a lot of sense. That's what we were fighting over. 
All right. So um, as always, love doing the podcast and hanging out with you guys. I hope everybody has um, as great a week as we possibly can. (laughs) Yikes. Yes. Every little thing is going to be all right. Tiffany, you're such a straight up weirdo. Put that down. Woke up this morning. Smile with rising sun. Be little birds. Sat my doorstep, singing sweet songs, melodies pure and true. Singing, this is my message to you. Say no worry about a thing. Come on, everybody. <laughs> Say it every little thing. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I can't hear myself in the headphones. Oh, which is probably why I'm saying it was a delight. <laughs> I can just tell you that my ears are titillated. I'm dropping my new single next week, you guys. <laughs> oh my Catch god! Catch me on iTunes. Cash me outside. How about it? How about it? You said titillizing, it and I don't think that's a word. T- it titillized me. No, I think it's tantalized. Is it? Nope, I'm titillized. I don't. Okay, titillized. <laughs> When you see boots, you're titillized. Not, no. Tittle Anyway, join us next week for another episode of Take It. Or Leave It, an advice-ish podcast hosted by two struggling moms who have, have no, no idea, idea what, what we're, we're doing. doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> I love you. All right. You guys have a good-ish week. I, I don't know. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Everything yeah. is awesome. Everything is cool when you're part of the team. All right. See you guys later. Okay. Bye.